I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This is Play Me, your digital theater. We transform the hottest contemporary plays into bingeable audio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Tolley. Welcome to Play Me, your ticket to some of the hottest shows by award-winning playwrights. We're back with part one of the hit play, Wildfire, by two-time Governor General award-winning playwright, David Paquette. Translated by Liana Brody. This next play is really special because it features some of the most engaging and unusual characters we've come across. Liana Brody's translation of David Paquette's 2016 Québécois play burned up the stage at the Factory Theatre in Toronto in 2022 and went on to win three Dora Awards, including Outstanding Production, Outstanding New Play, and Outstanding Direction. The piece is so unusual, it's hard to define because it's funny, devastating, and surreal all at once. The story centers around three triplets, Claudia, Claudette and Claudine, who all share a troubled past, but each sister copes with it in her own way. They do what they can to survive. Sometimes by baking cookies, sometimes by playing fantasy games, and sometimes by smashing a hammer into a TV. A note to our listeners that this play contains mature themes, including suicide, and may not be suitable for all listeners. This is part one of Wildfire by David Paquette, translated by Liana Brody. Today is the dawn of a new age. My maternal instinct says so. It told me, Claudette, today's the day. I've been waiting for this since the day Gabriel was born. It's gonna be great. Mummy. Mummy. Come on. That's it. Open your mouth, mummy. I know you want to. Yes, you do. You want to talk to your dear mummy. Yes, you do. Say something to mummy. Mummy. Your dear mummy who loves, loves, loves you. Yes. That's it. Open up. Oh, no, Barfing. No, no crying. Just, just say the word. Mommy. Yes. 
Yes. When I grow up, I am going to put you in the fire. Mm. Um, excuse me a sec. Claudine? Yes, Claudette. Gabriel wants to put me in the fire. Hey, he's finally talking. That's great. You think? Oh, yeah. It means Claudia was wrong. About what? Uh, well, she was worried Gabriel was... Was what? Well, you know. Say it. Well, she was worried that Gabriel might be a bit... My son is not a moron. Yes, Claudette. Is it true you think Gabrielle is a moron? Yeah. That's terrible. You're his godmother. I give him presents anyway. Forget it. I don't know about you, but I talk to my cookies. Don't worry, they don't talk back. When I say I talk to my cookies, it's not like we have a real conversation. They never say, Psst, Claudine, we need more brown sugar, or hang on, you forgot to grease the tray. No, 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 <laughs> nothing like that. It's more like we have a little chat, where I'm the only one chatting. I talk, they listen. I transmit they receive. Like all of you, actually. Come to think of it, you're exactly like my cookies. And that means I can tell you my secret. I'm seeing a therapist. But I lie to him. I pretend I'm a widow of a husband named Hector, so I can talk about the life I wish I'd had. Therapist, you know my favorite memory of Hector? Not our wedding day, not even our honeymoon, nope. It was our first Sunday in our new house. We wanted to spend the day working on the property, trimming the bushes, pulling the weeds, mowing the lawn. We wanted to get everything all ready for the garden we were planning to plant. But when we were just about to go outside, it started to spit. Then it was coming down in buckets. We watched it rain through the window. Then I say to Hector, guess we should have checked if it was going to rain. And he says, well, we'll just have to take a rain check. We laugh. Then he turns to me and said, Claudine, I'm going to show you how to make cookies. Then we make cookies together, all warm and cozy, while it's pouring outside. My sisters are nuts. I mean, so am I. Three triplets, three nut jobs, that's us. Well, what do you expect? Do you know what sentence we've heard the most in our lives? I should have had a fucking IUD. That was our mother, all right. That was her favorite sentence. Sure, she had other ones, like... I hate you for what you did to my hips. 
and I hate the other two for what they did to my tits. Or my first mistake was having you. My second one was keeping you. But her favorite sentence was always, I should have had a fucking IUD. That's why we turned out the way we did. But I'm telling you, my sisters are crazier than me. Claudine's always been nuts. Want some cookies? Want some cookies? Your cookies taste like shit. And my sister Claudette went nuts the day she gave birth. Before that, we could talk about anything. And now we have three subjects of conversation. Pampers, purees, and poop. It's like her kid siphoned off half her IQ, and she didn't have much to begin with. You want proof? She married a cashier from the supermarket. No surprise that didn't end well. I I told her, Claudette, just because you're ugly doesn't mean you have to settle for a cashier. Someone who spends his days putting stuff in a bag could never make you happy. Better alone than in bad company. Never forget that. Now, don't go thinking I'm heartless or nothing. When she asked me to be the godmother, I said yes. Not that I wanted to. Her son's as ugly as she is, and I hate buying presents. But I said yes anyways. That's what family is all about. Saying yes, even when you don't feel like it. Into the fire. Put me into the fire. My son wanted to put me into the fire. I I must have misunderstood. But when I saw Gabriel stand up in his crib, I, I knew I'd heard right. He had something in his hands. He was holding it out to me like a present. I came closer. It was a dead bird. I did what every good mother should when her child starts to go off the rails. I put my baby in a cage. It's his father's fault Gabriel's like this. Henry was the heart of our family. One morning, I woke up. No Henry beside me. I searched the bedrooms. No, Henry. I searched the main floor. No, Henry. I searched the basement. Henry. With a plastic bag over his head and a note at his feet. Happiness is like a key. Once you lose it, you're locked out. My husband never talked to me about his joy problems. If he had... I would have made a spare key. Overnight, the center of my universe became a black hole. I wouldn't wish that on anybody, especially not my son. Um, you can come out now, Gabriel. Mommy's sorry. The last time I went to see my therapist, he said something weird. And I can't get it out of my head. Therapist, this week is just too much. 
dinner with my sisters, dinner with mom, dinner with Hector's family, cocktails with the guys from work, bowling tournament with my team, party for the volunteers from our school breakfast club, girls' night out, taking my nephew to the park. (laughs) I'll have to say no to people who want to be with me. I know it'll hurt their feelings. Then my therapist told me, lying is a waste of your time and mine. Have the courage to be honest. Be honest. Why on earth would I do that? Claudette? Yes, Claudine. I know you're busy with Gabriel, but I gotta ask you something. Are you happy? When I was little, I told myself happiness was moving out. Once I moved out, I told myself happiness was being married. Once I was married, I told myself happiness was being a mother. Now I'm a mother. I tell myself happiness is being you. Me? Why? Because you're alone. No one can disappoint you. Come and have a cookie. Your cookies are not good, Claudine. I know. It's because they're homemade cookies made without a home. Claudia? Yes, Claudine. I'm unhappy. Me too. Don't you think we'd be happier if we were unhappy together? Happier, uh, unhappy, you lost me. You haven't left the house for months. Is this a depression? Claudine, we live in a triplex. Do we really have to see each other too? Come and have a cookie with me. Your cookies taste like shit. Sometimes you're as mean as mom. Ah, I am not like my mother. You know, I will never be like my mother. No one could possibly be like my mother. My mother never loved anyone. I have... Andrew, the mailman. That man always made me want to lick something other than stamps. I realized I was in love when I started looking forward to getting my bills. But when you're in love, once a month is not enough. So I started sending myself letters by registered mail. I'd write blah, blah, blah. I'd put the paper in an envelope and I'd mail it to myself. The more I wrote, the more I saw him. The more I saw him, the more I loved him. It was a delicious, vicious circle. But it wasn't enough for me. I needed more. I tried. I tried all the time. I'd ask him, are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Are you cold? No dice. Then I started opening the door in my nightie. He'd smile politely, holding out a pen. I'd follow that up with, oh, um, I don't feel too good, and slowly crumple into a very flattering pose. I'd wake up with my letter sitting next to me. The message was clear. In my last letter, I wrote to myself, Claudia, what he doesn't see is real. And I mailed it to myself. It arrived the same day my neighbors moved in across the street, my new neighbors and their dog, Hannibal. 
the mailman came and banged on my door yelling, hurry, hurry, that dog is gonna kill me. And I replied, on one condition. And nine months later, I gave birth. But I didn't want my sisters to know I was pregnant. That's why I stayed inside for months. I had other plans for that baby, plans to make sure I would never, ever be like my mother. We'll be right back. I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. You understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. I said, you can come out now, Gabriel. Mummy is sorry. You can call children's age yourself as soon as you're old enough to hold the phone. (laughs) Gabriel? Gabriel? I took the cage in both hands. I shook it hard, hard, hard. Gabriel's body fell on the floor. He was dead. I killed him. My baby died shut in a cage and my husband died locked out. What's wrong with me? I looked at his body on the floor. I didn't want to touch another corpse, but I couldn't resist. I bent down to stroke his hair. When my fingers touched his head, I said... Why, you little fucker. It was a doll. A doll dressed up like Gabriel. My baby wasn't dead. He was free. Claudine? Yes, Claudette? Gabriel ran away. Hey, he's finally running. That's great. Claudine, this is not the time to be happy. Sorry. Where'd he run away to? When people run away, you don't know where they're going. If you did, they wouldn't be runaways. They would just be run over theirs. What are you talking about? Forget it. Claudia? Yes, Claudette. Gabrielle ran away. Does that mean we can talk about something other than Pampers? Forget it. Forget it. Everybody just forget it. The night before he died, my sister's husband, Henry, came to see me. He told me, I know you're locked out too. Here, if it ever gets too cold outside. Then he handed me a little box. Inside the box, there was a vial. Inside the vial, there was death. This morning, I said to myself, it's starting to get cold, and it's time to change the recipe. So I emptied the vial into my batter. 
and I made cookies. When my baby was born, I put it in a box with a bottle and I sent it to the nicest house in the village by registered mail. This family has death in its blood. I wanted my kid to know something else. And with that out of the way, I could leave my apartment at last. Claudia! What? You left your apartment. Looks like. So, where is the little bugger? I waited by the oven with a knot in my stomach as if the cookies were already kicking in. I could tell by the smell these were not normal cookies. They were the final cookies. When I took them out of the oven, I thought of my therapist. If I ate these cookies, I would leave only one thing behind me. Lies. A fake story of a fake Claudine. I didn't want that. To leave when you've never really lived is worse than never being here at all. So I threw the cookies in the garbage. And I made some more. My normal ones. My ones that taste like shit. And I brought some to my therapist. Therapist. At my sister's wedding, they sat me at the children's table. I only buy lotto tickets when the jackpot hits 15 million, but I'd be happy just winning two. Sometimes when I'm out for a stroll, I take the time to collect the cigarette butts on the sidewalk. I do that even though I've never smoked in my life. I love the look of a sidewalk with no cigarette butts. I can never manage to program the thing to record my shows, so I make sure I'm always there to watch them live. I'm very punctual. You can ask my television. Last week, I was eating in a booth behind this couple. When I was walking to the washroom, I saw they were holding hands. I cried while I was peeing. In grade three, my teacher told me I had nice handwriting. I will remember that for the rest of my life. (gasps) I almost drowned once. Luckily, someone saved me. That night, I treated myself to a fancy restaurant and left a huge tip. I love Halloween. I make up these great little bags. I dress up like a princess and I give candy to all the children who come by. And I always keep a bag for myself. I eat it in bed, in my pajamas. One day, I am going to make cookies. And someone will like them. My therapist told me I just survived trial by fire. I asked him, what kind of trial is that? He said, it's when we find the strength to bear ourselves to the flames, not knowing if they will warm us or burn us. I told him, whoa, I am not bearing myself to anybody, but thank you. I hurried home to tell my sisters the good news. Claudette! Claudia! I survived my trial by fire! Don't think so. No. 
Not even a little bit. When I turned around, I saw the smoke. Ten seconds later, everything was on fire. The curtains, the doors, the walls. Yep, my child was officially a psychopath. Claudia, huh? Yes, Claudette. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Yep. You, Claudia? Me too. Claudia? Yes, Claudette. Do you know how to use a fire extinguisher? Nope. You, Claudine? Me neither. Claudia? Yes, Claudette. Claudine? Yes, Claudette. We're all gonna die. Yep. It's just one of those days. Could be worse. You think? Sure. We could be burning at home alone. I'm sorry about Gabriel. I should have had an IUT. Don't say that. A child is a beautiful thing. I knew you'd be a good godmother. Claudine? Yes, Claudia? Got any more cookies? Yeah. I'll take one. Me too. Thank you for having been my sisters. We really didn't have a choice. But we liked it anyways. And that's when the ceiling started to fall in. We hid under the table. Like when we were little. Five seconds later, the table caught fire. There was nowhere left to go. My sisters and I huddled together as if we needed warmth in spite of the flames. At the last moment, I felt the touch of a little hand. It was Gabriel. Mommy and Daddy and me. Together. Like before. My son was not a psychopath. Or a moron. He was like me. He wanted to get back to Henry. I took him in my arms. When my skin started to melt, I broke into a smile. I thought about my baby with its bottle in its beautiful, fire-free home. I made the right decision. I was a good mother. The last thing I remember is the smell of my skin. It didn't smell like burning. It smelled like cookies. Homemade cookies. That was part one of Wildfire. Parts two and three are available now on PlayMe. Wildfire was translated by Liana Brody from Le Brasier by David Paquette. The original theatrical production was directed by Sohil Parza. It featured Zorana Sadiq, Sue Gray, and Paul Dunn. David Paquette's Le Brasier was a creation of the company L'Homme Allumette, first presented on the Jean-Claude Germain stage of the Théâtre du Centre d'Aujourd'hui, Montreal, in the fall of 2016. This episode's sound design and edit are by Chris Tolley. We'd love to know what you think about Play Me. You can connect with us by emailing playme at cbc.ca. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Play Me through Google or Apple Podcasts. By subscribing, you can listen to all our past shows and you won't miss a single one of our new episodes. 
And while you're there, we would love it if you would consider rating and reviewing us. It helps spread the word about our podcast, bringing theater to a whole new audience. Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley in partnership with CBC Podcasts. Our associate producer is Mary Chris Rivera. A special thanks to our CBC team. Anna Ashate is our digital producer, and our executive producer is Cecil Fernandez. The director of CBC Podcasts is Arif Narani, and the executive director is Leslie Merklinger. Play Me is funded by the Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. Play Me is an Expect Theatre production. For more information about our plays, please visit playmepodcast.com. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.